to the intentional bride, a space created to nurture your heart in God's love. Let's get intentional. Hey and welcome to another episode of the Intentional Bride. Welcome if this is your first time here. The Intentional Bride is a space that nurtures your heart in God's love where you will find love, freedom and empowerment. You can follow me on at Intentional Bride on Instagram as well as connect with me here and just subscribe so that you can always get a notification when the new episode is posted. So today's episode is about the bride that stumbled and I based it off of Hosea 1. And just for the sake of context, let's go ahead and read Hosea 1. The word of the Lord that came to Hosea the son of Biri in the days of Uzziah, Jotham, Ahaz, and Hezekiah, kings of Judah, and in the days of Jeroboam the son of Josh, king of Israel. When the Lord first spoke to Hosea, the Lord said to him, Go and take for yourself a wife for prostitution and have children of her prostitution so that the land commits great acts of prostitution by not, by not following the Lord. So he went and took Goma, the daughter of Diblev, and conceived and bore him a son. And the Lord said to him, Name him Jezreel, for in a little while I will avenge the blood that was shed and inflict punishment on the house of Jehu and put an end to the kingdom of the house of Israel. On that day, I will break the bow of Israel in the valley of Jezreel. Then Goma conceived again and gave birth, gave birth to a daughter. And the Lord said to Hosea, Name her Loruhama, for I will no longer have mercy on the house of Israel that I would ever forgive them. But I will have mercy on the house of Judah and rescue them by the Lord their God and not rescue them by bow, sword, war, horses, or horsemen. Now when Goma had weaned Loruhama, she conceived and gave birth to a son. And the Lord said, Name him Loami, for you are not my people, and I I'm not your God. So I'm just going to stop there. It's already so heavy. And when the when I was meditating this week and God said to me, talk to them about the story of Hosea, I was a bit like, it's a heavy word. It's a heavy word. But amazingly, when I looked at it at the, with the lens of love, so many truths come through and so many truths of love come through through the story of Hosea. The first thing that baffled me was God's first instruction to Hosea to take a wife of prostitution and have children for the land has committed great prostitution. Hosea's obedience to this was also amazing and he went ahead and he did it. And even in the midst of that marriage, God would take center stage in the naming of his children. And each child would speak into an affliction that God had for the children of Israel. But as we go through the story we see the conflict in God's heart come through. So initially, it's very heavy and it's very like, you're not my people, you're not, I'm not your God, I'm not, basically, I'm done. But isn't it interesting that God uses the context of a marriage to demonstrate the unfaithfulness of the children of Israel? And he demonstrates this through Hosea, who was a prophet for over 25 years in those days. Think about it. You're married. You have this spouse. But this spouse keeps cheating on you. This spouse keeps doing the most. And yet your instruction is to stay married to them, is to keep forgiving and keep going back. 
And isn't that what we do to God every single day? I know I fall short. I know I fall short all the time. And yet I continuously see God's mercy. I continuously see his mercy. And that's what God wanted to demonstrate through Hosea. So when we go into into Hosea 2, which I'll not read, you begin to see the restoration of Israel being spoken upon. And he changes his tone. So you go from, you know, that initial rage for, ah, you're cheating on me, all this mess, you know, how dare you, why are you doing this? I rescued you from Egypt. I took you through the land, the wilderness. I covered you with a covering. I was a fire before you, behind you, besides you. And now you've come into the land of promise. You've forgotten about God. And now you're being wicked. You know, it's just like, how dare you? It's just that initial shock. But in verse, in, in chapter 2, we begin to see God speak on the restoration. And he begins to speak tenderly on Israel and decree reconciliation to himself. He promises her to give her vineyards. He promises to give her a door of hope and of expectation. He even promises to remove the names of her idols from her heart and make a covenant for her. And the most interesting thing he went ahead and said is, I will betroth you to me in righteousness and in peace, in loving kindness, in loyalty, in compassion. I will betroth you to me in stability and in faithfulness. Then, and only then, will you appreciate the Lord in his loving kindness and his loyalty and compassion. For me, I was just like, okay, God, you were so extreme on one end. You're like, you're no longer going to be my people. You're no longer going to, I'm not having anything to do with all this. And then we see the transition by the time we get into verse 2. And he's speaking to them and saying, I will restore you to myself. This is God's desire for us. And with what is going on today, it's very normal to feel like oh my god the world is ending because god is done with us the world is wicked people have become so wicked and god has seen that the only solution is to throw this pandemic at us and just finish us that's some school of thoughts other school of thoughts are like you know silent they're like you're saved you're a christian and you know what's even more humbling is going to church and having to keep on your mask and wear your mask your the pastor is in the front passionately shouting that god is good, his mercy endures forever. There is nothing that's impossible for him. But you're seated there in your mask, looking to the left and right and saying, I hope that person, that brother in the Lord doesn't come too close. Six feet, six feet, because you know what? I'm not trying to catch Ronas. But isn't it interesting that in his presence, we're still concerning ourselves with the wickedness that the land is producing as a result of our wickedness. But what is powerful and what is true and what remains our hope is that God has extended to us in Hosea to a door of hope and expectation. It's okay to expect for 2021 to be better. It's okay to expect that even if it's getting worse, it's going to get better. It's okay to know that even if you're not good enough, even if you failed him, even if he's given you a chance over and over again and you let him down and you keep going back to your old sinful ways, that indeed in his loving kindness, in his loyalty, in compassion, he is thirsty for you. He desires for you. He desires for you. And in verse 21, we see him say, I will come about in that day. I will respond. I will respond to the earth. 
and respond in rain and the earth will respond to Israel and be restored and I will sow for myself in this land and I will extend mercy to those who have not obtained mercy. And to those that I have said are not my people will be my people and I, their God. The, the word today is the bride that stumbled. This word is for you. If you've backslidden, if you're not feeling like God is there, if you're one of those who's just scared and hiding away and saying, God, you've forgotten about us. Or if you're just feeling like, you know what, I'm too far gone. I'm too far gone. I've done too much. There is no space for me with this Jesus. What you talk about is fairy tale. What you talk about, there's no space for me. There is space for you. And God is looking for you. And God is interested in making you his people, his God, He, the one he loves. Or maybe you vow and you're like, I'm not going to do that again. I promise myself I'm not going to do that again. But then tomorrow you're in that thing. You're doing even worse than you were the day before. But God is saying he's, he's thirsty for you. There's a heavy cloud of condemnation over people, just making them feel like there isn't any point in calling out to God or crying out to God. He's, he's done. He's frustrated with us. You know, I haven't paid my tithes for so long. I haven't been to church for so long. I haven't planted a seed. I haven't, you know, even said the Lord's Prayer. Surely there's no space for me with this God. Hosea kept going back for his wife. In verse th chapter 3, we see him go and pay back for the bond. He paid the bond to the, his new wife's slave master and got his wife back. And yet for you, God has paid the ultimate price in his son. Is there anything too difficult for him? We're in a season of pandemic. We're in a season of disaster. We're in a season of pain. People are losing their loved ones left, right, and center. But I stand as the only voice, if I be the only voice, that God is love, God cares, and there's no condemnation for those that are in Christ Jesus, and that surely his desire is for us to love on us, to be betrothed to him. I thank God for this season because I found my voice. I found my purpose. This season has taught me that a relationship with your maker is everything you need. That my completeness and my identity, it comes in relationship with him. That if you were to just settle whatever is going on inside of your heart and begin to see God move in your life, that's the only way you will begin to understand the beauty of his betrothal and his love for you. When you allow him in and you allow him to settle everything, that even when what you see around you doesn't make sense, what, what matters is what is going on inside of you. God calls you his people. God wants to heal our land, Kenya. He wants to heal the world. He wants our leaders to turn and come to him for wisdom, for guidance on how to deal. He's interested in you, you're not too far gone. There's no condemnation for you. You are not a done deal. You are not written off. Find your purpose. Find your maker. Find betrothal. Find relationship. And ultimately in Hosea 11, we see God's mercy and love come all over his people. And we see his desire to heal and to restore 
And we see his love above all else demonstrated in this story. Until Keep next time. Again, and I hope you can make this space a home for your heart.